tonight's episode of the Nintendo Retina Podcast. I am Triforce Todd. Joining me today is Wario Will. There's <laughs> one thing I have learned this past weekend is never mess with the mascot of the bloody Scots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, this is a fun fact. I will one day write a will, and when I do, I will demand that bagpipes be played at my funeral. Not because I'm Scottish. I don't think I am, at least. But because if I'm gonna die, I'm gonna make sure I annoy the people at my funeral. Just to screw with them one last time. <laughs> it will happen. I mean, I won't get to witness it unless there is such things as ghosts in the afterlife. But I will I will die happy knowing that they're going to hear bagpipes at my fu- funeral and go, gosh dang it, Todd. I mean, it is your last will in Tesla. You might as well get one laugh on, on them when, even in death. <laughs> like, you dang right. I'm going to ask for, like, a chorus of bagpipes just to annoy everybody. Speaking <laughs> of annoying people, here's Skull Kid Scott. Yay! Nessie wins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't remind me. Uh, I have so much to talk about. Yeah, as we, yeah, we get into it. But jeez, I'm, I'm, I'm pissed. I'm pissed. We know. All right, but we have a, a unique show for you tonight. So let's get all started off with what have you been playing? Uh, for me, I have uh, sadly been limited what I've been playing, not just because of work overload, but because I was at C2E2 last weekend and I did not bring my Switch, which I am I'm fine with given everything that happened that weekend. But uh, so I did not not get to participate in these Splatfests. Like I seriously, Splatoon three is all, I guarantee you is this the the one of the trilogy I have not done the most Splatfests in because I'm pretty sure I played every Splatfest in one and two, but I've already missed two and three. Not cool, Nintendo. Stop <laughs> scheduling them on the dates of my Comic Cons. Anyway, but uh, when I did have free time, I was playing uh, uh, Mass Effect 2, which is still an incredible game. Uh, just got done with some uh, loyalty missions. Okay, okay, okay. okay. And uh, just survived the trap of the collectors. And uh, it's just fun going around and doing these missions and enjoying the conversations. And these characters are just so well crafted. Um, uh, Tali is still one of my favorites. Then Damn straight. Then, then now forever. Damn straight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I just I just saved her uh, after her in her loyalty mission from getting exiled from the from the migrant fleet, and I forgot how much depth that Bioware put into this universe. And I learned mm-hmm. a lot about the Korean history and the migrant fleet, and you know why then why they don't just colonize another world, and you know. I, I I forgot about this, I guess, but um, like how how they survive after being born and like, when they get their pursuits and like get Bioware went so deep. This is like we talked about it last week, but this is peak Bioware. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Bioware at their best because they had to like talk about this and go, okay, so here are the Koreans. Like, what's their history? How does everything work? You know, with the suits and everything. They had to figure that out and then incorporate it into the dialogue. Like that's beautiful to me. Like, as a writer, that is beautiful to me. So, been enjoying that. I'll definitely be playing it later tonight, just so I can unwind after all the work I still need to do. 
uh, why does why does why did this happen to me, guys? Like, I'm just trying to relax, and I go to a con, and the con was great, and then I come home and like, here's all this work, Todd. Uh, yeah, that's the worst, the worst thing. <laughs> like, oh, okay, great work. Okay, now get back to work, and like, yeah. okay, we have all this big pile. Like, uh. Yeah, so bad. Um, okay, so at the Comic Con, I saw many wonderful Nintendo cosplays. My favorite was when I saw. I'm pretty sure it was like an hour into the show. There was a kid, and I and I mean kid, like less than ten, who was dressed and I should not even say dressed, was decked out in full Samus Aaron Metroid armor. Oh cool. Like cool, I'm cool. talking like the best I mean, I don't see a lot of Samuses unless it's like zero suit, which is fine, because that's a choice, and obviously easier than the armor. But this kid who was no higher than four feet tall had a fully customized detailed samus aaron very suit cosplay and i'm just like holy crap like you don't think about this for kids like you think okay i'll dress them up as you know as mario or luigi or princess peach you know the easy cosplays ash ketchum whatever pikachu but this is a fully decked out samus armor i'm pretty sure it's the first time i've ever seen something like that and i was not a kid that's impressive. I know. I, I didn't get a chance to take a picture because uh her dad was leading her away and she was like roasting in the helmet. It was it was hot in the con center. I mean I was dressed in black on Friday, it was it was hot. So I don't I don't blame that kid, but like that was just like one of many cosplays I saw. Um that was great. Uh definitely saw some Mario and Luigi's, lots of Pokemon trainers. Um I saw some Fire Emblem characters. There was uh oh uh for you, Will, I saw some near automatas. Oh no! Of course, of course, of course. Um, and like they had like extensions off their body. I haven't played Nier Automata, but like they had like it was two B and nine S, I believe, and they had extensions off of their body from like their Android parts or whatever. It was like that's oh, okay, probably gonna get the flight gears and all that. Okay. Yeah, probably. And I was like, it was really cool stuff. And I'm always impressed by the cosplayers. And C two E two easily has like some of the best cosplayers because of the contest they have and all that. But uh. It was, a, it was a fun show. And, oh, yeah, there was a gaming area, because, of course, there was. There was an old-school arcade area, mm, and okay, there yeah. was, like, a gaming, gaming area. So I was having, like, a, a, I was having a long day. It was just, you know, I was doing a lot of things. I was stressing about a network meeting that I had. And I was just like, you know what? I want to go play a game. And I, I saw some Switches, so I sat down, and the one I was at was Mario Kart. And I was just like, you know, I haven't played Mario Kart in a while. It's just, I got, like, 20 minutes until my next panel. Let's just go and do it. And so I jump in, I do like 100 cc's just to test myself a little bit, and like I'm blasting by everybody in Link in the in his Hyrule bike, and I only lost one race, one. And do you want to know why? Because Baby Daisy dropped a blue turtle shell on me right as I'm about to cross the finish line. Of course, I'm talking, right. I'm talking like right. I am less than 10 feet from that finish line, and it hits me. And right as I'm trying to accelerate again, Baby Daisy flies by me, like. <laughs> Dang that baby Daisy. In the words in the words of the Phantom Rabbit, you you think you're doing so well, but here comes the spiny shell. <laughs> Thank you, Will, for enjoying my suffering. But uh <laughs> but a fun time. It was a great show. They, they they like sold out, I'm pretty sure, like all three days, and I got missing really cool people, including Dante Bosco, voice of Zuko. For oh, okay. very nice. nice. He was great. He was amazing. And I'm like I I thanked him for you know doing Zuko and everything, and uh, I meant to ask him about doing Zuko and Death Battle, but I never got the chance. I was at his panel, and I was like one person away from asking my question, and then they go, okay, that's all the time we have for questions. Oof. Oh, that stinks. I know, I know. So, good times, and uh, I am eagerly waiting 
the I, I, I'm not gonna rush to it. I gotta make that clear because I have it in March. But uh, at the end of this month, I got Advanced Wars and Star Wars Jedi Survivor. To ah, okay, so okay, okay. I'm gonna okay. have a busy end of the month, and I can't wait. So that's it for me. Will, how about you? Well, as I as I alluded with the Scottish bagpipes, yes, this weekend was indeed the Splatfest, and oh boy, I want to rage because. <laughs> Yeah, like when, when in the beginning of the Splatfest this past weekend, like yeah, okay, the team, the aliens, we got the sneak peek. We had had earlier voting of getting enough conscious, as well as getting the popularity vote, which is at forty six percent to Nessie's forty five percent. So yes, overall very close, very close. And you and oh, oh, we're going to Team Bigfoot, which is probably the first time ever I'm seeing a single digit. Team Bigfoot only got 8.69%. <laughs> and I was like, huh? Yeah, that boggles my mind. So don't get me wrong. Sometimes the balance is, you know, you kind of know who's going to win, you know. Like, some 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 cases in Surprise Team, like with the Chocolates one and whatever. But even with the triple threats, you usually get a somewhat evenly spaced out amount of, you know, who's... Who's who's it with which team? But then when I saw that, I was like eight percent. Are you kidding me? I was so surprised. Like, what is it? Is this a glitch? Am I seeing this right at the result screen? Like, nope, it really is eight point sixty nine percent. So yes, like that was one of the like main reasons why I've been getting like aside from a uh, team aliens having the popularity vote, like I've been getting like fairly amount of amount of um uh, mirror matches as well as even in the tricolor battles, you, I always get mirror matches. Like yeah. Rarely have I, I found another uh, team uh, match uh, with uh, both uh, uh, Bigfoot and uh, Nessie. So it, it was like, yeah, facing off against many mirror matches in Team Alien. And I did one 100 times match, but unfortunately, I also lost another uh, 100 times match. So it, it was just, uh, it, it left a, a, a bad taste in my mouth. But I did get, I was in positive, thankfully, but apparently it doesn't even matter because. Team Nessie managed to snap the open league as well as the tricolor battle. And Team Bigfoot of their uh, 8.69% won the pro league while we Team Alien <laughs> got nothing. So I, I just get like, how many kids or how many people like like on Team Alien is like, uh, why are you even trying? But no, of course, naturally Team Popper. I mean, sure, again, it, it can't be applied all the time. But again, the curse of Team Popper loses... We didn't get anything of the league. Like the fact that we lost it to Team Bigfoot in the Pro League, who has 8.69% of the vote, is uh, how mortifying is that for Team Ants? I mean, yes, mostly it's like a lot of kids and all that. Fine, fine, fine. But ah, the fact that I should have stuck with Shiver and like, yeah, Team Nessie, they won the open and tricolor to gain the 30 point lead and win the Splash ah, oh. <laughs> Scott. <laughs> it's all yeah, about like, the I, Scottish genes. And, yeah, I was like, you have to like, like, <laughs> put that four bowling message. Here goes Team Nessie with the steel chair, and like, oh, jeez, the way that yes, apparently it is very true. Uh, but and yeah, that 
and that uh, final end combo with, with the um, off uh, deep, deep cut. Yeah, apparently, like, there may be one, a new um, uh, Simon boss, a size of the horror boss, maybe appearing maybe on that line if what they're saying is a hint of it. So who knows? That's what I'm hoping for in the next um, big big run. But yeah, overall, this weekend, Simon Run, uh, yeah, Simon Run and uh, Splatfuzz, yeah, by all means. Congratulations, Team Nessie. I'm still salty. But okay, I just stick with my gut and like see who is gonna be winner. Uh, unless you're our, I don't know, white chocolate or our team love of instead of team money. I don't know what else maybe. But yes, I'm so salty. Uh, and uh, as and just wrapping up that, uh, I've also been continuing off for Yakuza uh, like a dragon Ishii and managed to finish the recent uh, another chapter of it also. And yeah, the story is definitely developing itself by all means. Continue off with Ishii. So yep, that's what I've been playing. All right, Scott. All righty. So I played Splatoon enough to join Team Nessie, and that was pretty much about it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I, into I, that. I didn't really get as... much time in with that. I've basically been devoting my free time to trying to finish Ryza because mm-hmm. it is a long mm-hmm. game. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> but I am almost at the end because I opened all the areas up. I'm getting. All of my armor as OP as I can get. I've been literally just grinding for SP mm, points so I can keep mm-hmm, unlocking mm-hmm. more and more quality material. Ah, uh, yeah, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Because <laughs> levels don't really matter. It's all about what you can make with your levels. <laughs> That's kind of always been fun. I <laughs> find so funny with Koei Tecmo games. Like, yeah, and Team Gus. Like, grinding has always been their forte. And, yeah, if you grind enough, yes, you get the good stuff. And, I mean, granted, the story itself of Ryza and the Atelier games has always been, like, generally a, a good story storyline, per se. Yeah. But that yeah, is just the grinding of Gus and Koei Tecmo games. is like, <laughs> yeah. Do a lot much. of grinding for materials. Luckily, you don't have to worry too much about, like, materials that enemies drop. It's mostly just materials you can find in the open. The problem is you have to know where it is in the open. Ah, Because Ryza 3 especially has four giant areas. And you have to figure out what places are native. And they don't really have a good guidebook for that. Ah, so they didn't didn't pull So you have to kind of remember things, which is... A downgrade from Sophie too, where I didn't have to remember nearly as much. <laughs> uh, okay, so then pull a Xenoblade and yeah, like label which area has a certain items drops and all that. Okay, okay. You can if you do it through the Puni system. You can get Punis to actually go to various areas and find materials, but it's very limited in how they do, and you have to keep leveling them up over and over again, which requires more materials. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But it's it is a bit of annoying when you're trying to finish getting some of the stuff up because i'm trying to unlock the very last uh, synthesis material which is just like a giant um mixture of like a bunch of ingots and staraniums which are just uh, another version okay. of ingots <laughs> so i can unlock the final weapons and armor oh uh, okay i got like the the, the, the best of best i gotcha, gotcha yep just requires me to get up to quality 700 materials which is kind of ridiculous <laughs> right. i'm still getting 300 and i'm just like i don't know how i'm gonna do this <laughs> basically you just have to keep making sure you get more sp to then increase your passive gathering um skills but then you still have to uh, unlock the res- recipes with the sp too so you have to figure out like a balance for both of those 
Hmm. I went straight into the gathering materials because I wanted to get my like level one weapons really high up, but then it made it hard to actually get other recipes, which I'll need for getting better weapons. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, all right. Mm-hmm. But basically, it's long trying to get to what the things you want, and leveling up doesn't really help because you get like a one to two stat boost per level. <laughs> Gotcha. Which doesn't help when, like, your armor can literally give you, like, almost double your stats. And it's just, like, leveling up is almost pointless at that point. <laughs> I could spend three hours grinding, or I could spend three hours getting a material and then double everything. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, nice. But once you get all the uh, great materials, then you can start leveling like crazy. Because then you'll just fight things that are like way above your level. But it doesn't matter because your stats are freaking OP. Like, yeah, just... like, yeah, my gear's good. I can, my gear can take on God. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I like, I can level up like three times a fight now by just fighting a bunch of things higher than me. <laughs> All right, let's move on. I'm tired of hearing you about you grinding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. It's been a very interesting week in Nintendo history, for better and for worse. Um, and so we have much to discuss. So it's time to go down the warp pipe. And first, what else? The Super Mario Brothers movie. Because <laughs> as of today, or evidently that time is recording, it's been out for about two days. And on the positive side, it's doing really well financially. Uh, I've been seeing like varying numbers depending on like when I saw the tweet or whatever, but it's apparently biggest opening day for a video game movie, both domestically and worldwide. Uh, 31 million domestically, if I saw that right, give or take. Mm-hmm. Um, audience score through the roof, and uh, already talks about what could be coming next, and we will get to that in another uh, part of the news. Bad news. Chris Presto, Mario. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Faith. Miss you. Um, okay, seriously though. So when the uh, critic review, okay, I want to get, I want to go to those sites. Okay, okay. The critic reviews uh, were not kind. Um, at last check, and I'm, I'm really about to get a Rotten Tomatoes right now. Um, it was at 55%. It was at 48, and then it got a boost. So yep. be grateful it's not in the 40s. Okay, yes, here we go. At the time of this recording. 161 reviews. It's at a 53% tomato meter for critics. And with 2,500 verified ratings from the audience, it's at a 96%. So once again, we have the classic divide between the fan, the I don't want to say the fans, because critics could be fans too. Um, but the audience and like the paid critics. So is this really that surprising? Not really. Not really. I like, mean, if, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. If I, if the critics, let's just be generous. If the critics put it at 80 or close to that, I would have been floored. Because remember, this is a video game movie. Right, 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 right. Even though the critics, more times than not, would obviously, no, would naturally have been alive during the time of the Mario Mario games coming out and like seeing their evolution. They're still viewing this through the eyes of a critic. Versus the eyes of the fans. And so w- one of the first ones I posted on our, on our Discord was from comicbook.com. And they railed against it. Like, they were like two out of five. They blasted most of the voice cast, except for Jack Black, naturally. 
Well, you can't hate Jack Black's Bowser. You can't hate Jack Black! If you did, I wouldn't trust your opinion on anything. There you go. <laughs> I mean, th their review literally says, this is Super Mario Bros. movie review, an arbitrary amalgam of Nintendo and Mario, or something like that. And, uh, yeah, and, and they totally blasted Chris Pratt, which uh, totally agree with. <laughs> but um, then some of the others came out, like IGN gave it an 8, which I was very surprised at. Uh, also, it's only 0.2 away from 7.8 too much Mario. So, you know, take it that <laughs> as you will. Um, you know, some people loved it. Some people hated it. it. It's really all over the place. Our own boss, Kip Keith, he saw it. And he thought it was all right. And even um, our, yeah, one of our resident Aussie, uh, Mace, also says like, yeah, Kip Keith. I know, I know, you don't like him, but again, we have to mention he has saw the movie as well, and like basically he says, put your expectations though, and you'll be having a good fine time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, uh, ignoring him entirely. Uh, <laughs> look, as in all things, and I know, breaking fourth wall here, I know that I have been railing against the, the movie for a long time. Um, I have nothing against this movie. Am I going to spend money to go see it in theaters? No, I'm not. I will wait until it's on whatever network or whatever streaming service, and I will watch it there. And if I like it, I will tell you. If I don't like it, I will tell you. But and it's it's not a deal breaker because of Chris Pratt. I've watched movies with a voice actors or just actors that I haven't enjoyed before. Uh, one of my favorites of all time is is a. Uh, wreck it ralph and the three main characters in ralph penelope and uh crap what was the commander's name jane lynch's character uh um, oh, dang it i forgot her i don't like <laughs> any of those actors i never did and yet in that movie they were awesome like they brought yeah. it and it was beautiful <clears throat> and i love that movie and i love the sequel i do so I, I will I will be I will be fair on it. I will not go into it hating and saying like oh this movie's gonna suck because of Chris Pratt. That would be unfair to everybody else. But and it is good to see that people A are going to the movie, B are uh enjoying the movie in any capacity, and some of the things that I am hearing that's consistent does make me happy. Like uh the visuals are top notch. The soundtrack is legendary. Mm, 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 uh, there was a clip they showed of um Princess Peach doing a training course with Mario. And she goes, oh, if you could do this, you could travel with me. And she, like, totally owns the course. And then right at the end, they do the flag music like we do at the end of our podcast. Yes, yes. That was <laughs> and I marked, I totally marked out there. I'm just like, I knew, they, I knew they would do that music there. It's so awesome. And they did, like, in a style that fits Princess Peach. And it was great. Like, I love that kind of thing. It's just uh, another thing that's consistent in the reviews, though, is that, you know, voice acting is hit or miss. Uh, the plot is so paper thin, and you know, for a guy like me, I feel like they, they could do more. I mean, yes, it's a Nintendo movie, but that doesn't mean it's supposed to be like dumbed down. So shallow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, shallow. I mean, I have enough. Of, I have enough of that problem with Marvel movies. <laughs> <laughs> granted, granted, so. and yeah, it, it, I just can't help but wonder, like, if they decided to, like, I don't know, give like if Nintendo actually collaborated with, I don't know, with like DreamWorks. And like do something with them because like like the only thing I can re re recall in memory again is the re the new uh, recent Puss in Boots movie and that movie was great. Oh yeah, it was. I, I love that recent. It was legendary, like one of the best in recent memory. That's saying something for a movie that basically had no promotion, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, and, and again, when went against uh, uh, yeah Avatar two, Way of Water, and yeah, that was like already something as it is. So I can only help but wonder if they like if they decide to choose that route to 
collaborate with DreamWorks and make actually develop some sort of uh, like a, a um a deep story like in Puss in Boots, then maybe we could have had something. But again, they decided to choose to go to Illumination and uh, again Illumination, Mr. Despicable Me, and <laughs> yeah, and all that. Minions. Everybody wants minions. (laughs) So, but the point here is, if you want to go see the movie, see the movie. I say that with Marvel movies. I say that with DC movies. I'll say that with Nintendo. If you want to see the movie, go see the movie, and and then go in just wanting to see what it's like. And if you enjoy it, you'll enjoy it. If you don't, you don't. There's no wrong opinion as long as you don't try and shove it down people's throats. With the exception, of course, of Chris Pratt as Mario. If you like <laughs> Chris Pratt as Mario, you are wrong. It's it's just it's wrong. Even our own boss, and I'm I'm going to quote him here. He literally said, "After a while, I just didn't hear Chris Pratt." And I'm like, "Oh, great, you tuned him out. That's a that's a brilliant choice there." <laughs> that's, that's not what he meant, but you get the joke. I mean, like, I I will be seeing the movie some uh, on Friday, and like, yeah, I'll definitely go, like give my impression the next uh, NDP podcast we record. But yeah, overall, just like this movie itself, because even like the fact that we have now is like we have three video game good three video game movies in recent memory pikachu sonic and now mario and like again gamers are eating good if you're fans <laughs> of these great series but by all means we're just eating good yeah, and, and like you count the last of us which is of course live action but still video oh, yeah, 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 live action. so now we do have to note one more bad thing here um and this comes not from us but from one of the great video game composers of all time grant kirkhope ah uh, yeah yep so he watched the movie, and as was noted by certain people ahead of time, including Seth Rogen, uh, the DK rap from N64 was going to be in the movie. And in fact, it was the entrance theme for DK in the movie, apparently. So in the credits of the movie, they, ta- they showed the DK rap, but they didn't show that Grant Kirkhope made it. No, it just says from Donkey Kong. It's from the it's from the N sixty four game. It's like okay, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like, like, yeah, like look at you, you seriously, Hollywood. You couldn't do a simple Google search and actually put all that. No, you're just gonna put it from Donkey Kong sixty four. That's it. And 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 we know what you're thinking. Well, if you haven't seen the movie, how do you know? Scott found a picture. Where did you find the picture, Scott? I found it on a tweet. Okay. Someone who went. <laughs> yeah, so th- this person, whoever they were, they posted a picture, and in it, you can clearly see, quote, DK rap from Donkey Kong 64. And above it and below it, you can see the next songs, and each of them have either written by or performed by in their credits, but not the DK rap. And Grant Kirkhope was not amused. He goes, quote, I was really looking forward to see my name in the credits for the DK rap, but alas, as expected, it's not there, FML. End quote. Like, that's not cool. All right? And this is a problem that goes beyond this movie for the record. Like, uh, Marvel and DC movies do not have the best record of showing off, like, the creators of the, of the characters or the, the writers who helped make their most famous arcs. It's gotten a little better in recent times, but we still need to do better at crediting the people who make this stuff. And Grant Kirkhope is Grant freaking Kirkhope. He's made so many amazing uh, gaming tracks, including some for uh, Mario and the Rabbids series. So, like, it's one line written slash composed by Grant Kirkhope. That's all you need. Yeah. And the fact yeah, it's like, uh, Hollywood, like, seriously. The fact you, like, 
I, I, I will say it again. Like the fact you can't even just do a simple Google search or like, I don't know, just look look up DK rap from 64. Like, heck, even YouTube videos has credits. The fact that like normal users can actually put in credits uh, in, in like credits of the original composer, Grand Kirkup, like in there, in their like descriptions of some sort. Like you're saying you're allowing them to do a better job than you, Hollywood. Like, come on. And in fact, like, I'm just kind of sad that Grand Kirkhope wasn't credited. And like, yeah, e- even though it was a bit of a, um, a, a, trend, a trending tag for more, like credit Kirkhope. And like, here's hoping that, I don't know, Illumination or even Nintendo like takes notice and actually adds, edits in Grand Kirkhope's name in the, um, the Blu-ray 4K release of, of the movie. But Yeah, I'm hoping like, they can change that for at least the Blu-ray because I doubt they'll do it for theaters. Mm-mm-mm. It's just like, come on, this is a disservice. Greg Horkova is like, yeah, come on. You, you honor the guy, honor your composers, give credits. Like, is it really that hard? Hollywood, really? Apparently. <laughs> it's like, apparently it is. <laughs> so, all right, moving on. Um, and obviously, next week we'll have the full box office breakdown for the Mario movie. So, we'll see how that goes. All right, next up we have Splatoon 3. Tomorrow, not sorry, not tomorrow. Next weekend, according to Nintendo of Europe currently, we have not gotten confirmation from Nintendo of America, um, there is going to be the first extra work happening in Salmon Run. You will be able to, quote, team up with friends or players in your pool to collect the most golden eggs in set Salmon Run scenarios. All participants will receive a commemorative sticker to freshen up their in-game locker, end quote. Because as mm. we all know, you need to have that locker drip. <laughs> that like is that drip, is the riz, all that all that jazz and it, it, yeah this, this the extra round extra shifts is like okay it adds more percentage and i think this is probably allowing for people who actually can go for that um top 333 uh, uh badge i know people have able to do but yeah like it's not gonna be the same thing like the big one for getting against like the um the kohozuna the horoboros again like the, a good nice statue of it the fact we only get stickers is like okay exclusive stickers that's fine not i kind of want a bit more but fine yeah so we'll obviously we'll get more information as uh, time goes on but this is the latest of what nintendo's been doing like they've been not overloading but they've been making sure that every month is just filled yes <laughs> something like it, it's there's something going on each and every month, and you you are go, you are going to be satisfied, uh, one way or another. You're gonna have a splatfest to do, a big run to do, or uh, you're gonna you, you're gonna have something to do. Okay, so make of that what you will. If you want to play it, go ahead. I don't know if I will. It just depends on what's going on next weekend. I'm just trying to make it through the next week, this weekend, okay? <laughs> with with Caesar. So we'll see how that goes. All right, next up we have Shigeru Miyamoto. Gee, what could he be up to? Uh, lots of things, actually. First and foremost, he said that he was asked, due to the Mario movie, uh, if we're going to get an update on a new Mario game, and he said, wait for future Nintendo Directs. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a big surprise. <laughs> I might die if I'm not surprised. Uh, okay, we, we, let's be honest. I'm not going to put this one on him because he was never going to reveal something right there. No, of course not. Of course oh. not. So... I'll give him a pass on that one. I will say, uh, I do hope we get a Mario. It would be very foolish of them not to release a big Mario game this year. Like, yeah. It, 
I mean, with, especially with a movie now more than likely going to be a big success, uh, they, they need to have a Mario film this year. Or, sorry, Mario game this year, whether it's Odyssey 2, a 2D title, uh, Maker 3, whatever. They, they have, this is the perfect opportunity because everyone's going to be high on, <laughs> high on Mario. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be excited for everything Mario. There we go. And if they, if we don't know Nintendo wants it to print money, so here you go. They got to capitalize. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's called capitalism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just glad, like, she can remember as he's clued and like, oh, just expect a for a new future director for a new Mario game. I'm like, yeah, okay, great. Let, let, now we just gotta wait until, I don't know, Summer Game Fest from Jeff Keighley or out during that time period and we get a new Mario game. Okay, great. We just gotta wait until summer now. <laughs> we don't say his name, Will. We oh, do not speak names who name. should not be spoken? <laughs> we don't say his name. Remember what he did to E3, Will. <laughs> Never forget what he did. I'm sorry. That's just that. That's... Yeah, that's good stuff. All right. Uh, but another thing he said was he was talking about the goal of Nintendo and how he sees it. He, in, in, in this interview with Game Informer, he went, quote, within that competitive field that we, now, we find ourselves in now, we've, our focus has shifted into how we can get people to choose Nintendo as Nintendo and really ask, why would people choose Nintendo? Talking about the Super Nintendo World Park and the movie as well, to see people's reaction as enjoying Nintendo as a product, Nintendo as a brand, was something that was really great to me. I wanted to really make sure that people understand that Nintendo is something that brings reassurance that is safe and really almost like a necessity for any family. That's the kind of thing that I'd really like to make sure happens. End quote. So basically, if you have a family, buy something Nintendo. Pretty much, pretty much, pretty much. Yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, that's not the worst mindset. I mean, Nintendo has always had that, I would say stigma, but brand, mm, you know, mm, opinion or whatever, that it's the family-friendly company. Like, this is the one you can go to for a Mario, for a Zelda, for a Kirby, for a Splatoon. For I a mean, you don't expect, well, blood or dark subject matters or guns <laughs> in a video game console from Nintendo. So, like, oh, okay, let's go buy Nintendo. Or, like, yeah, your parents are, oh, you, you know, you have a Nintendo back home. They always think of Nintendo even back in the day. Like, yeah, because it is the only console that, yeah, it won't promote violence. Like, it doesn't kill people. It's like... <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, you see other consoles and all that, and that they're second, yada, 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 and all that. But I digress. But yeah, Nintendo is just uh, the name you know. Like, oh, they're good. They don't go into the dark subject matters. They're like the, the, the Disney of the video game industry. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I can understand why Miyamoto wants this. And for him, it's not so much about the games anymore. It's about ensuring that Nintendo lasts is something more than just the gaming company. And they've done that between the theme parks and the Mario movie and whatever comes next. They're on, they're on the path to be something more eternal than, say, what Sony and Xbox, or Sony, Sony and Microsoft. Or what, I always say Xbox instead of Microsoft. I don't know why I do that. <laughs> but it's just like, it's Sony and it's Xbox. Is Microsoft really that irrelevant? No, but I think of more of them as like the PC company than Yeah. <laughs> and obviously PC dominates, so there you go. Well, Xbox does not. <laughs> so just look at Japan. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh let's see. Oh, this is a hilarious one. So let's talk about Donkey Kong Country. No, we have not gotten an update on a potential Donkey Kong Country game for Switch. I not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I hope we get it. But uh as is the case with all things, 
gamers sometimes look back at old titles and go, you know, I wonder why something is named that. And that happened recently with uh, Donkey Kong Country. Because if you think about it, why is it Donkey Kong Country? Because <laughs> obviously Donkey Kong, that's the main character, but why country? He doesn't live in a country. He lives on an island. It's canon that he lives on an island. All right? <laughs> it's a big island, but it's not like Australia. Well, technically, I hope not. I mean, it did, the moon did fall on it once, and it didn't destroy the whole thing, so make of that what you will. All right? So, like, Tropical Freeze and, and uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns are <laughs> weird games, all right? Like, they, they broke canon in the fourth wall many times. But, uh, yeah, it's not a country. It's an island. So why is it called that? Well, one of the devs noted that the original project name was called the Country Project. Oh, and there's okay. <laughs> so it's like it's like Project Octopath Traveler or Project Triangle Strategy. <laughs> oh, this happened it. before. Exactly. <laughs> this is hardly the first time this has happened. So okay, we put a country and like oh, what else should we put? A uh, monkey, gorilla. Okay, we put a, we put a donkey, <laughs> like Donkey Kong Country. Okay. Yeah. So. I mean, it's sometimes the simple things work. Like, if you recall the Star Fox naming, it was just like, oh, this is a toad. It's slippery. It's slippy. There you go. <laughs> eh, again, the simplest things. Sure, why not? There you go. Even though the guy didn't know that there are no true clouds in space. But hey, let's just call him the cloud anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so, I don't judge. Yes, I do. Triangle Strategy is still a stupid name. <laughs> Could have been better. <laughs> again, scales of conviction. It was right there. Anyway. So uh, there you go, the more you know. Next up, this one I know will excite many fans out there. Pokemon Stadium. Mm. Yes! Yes, Nintendo <laughs> Switch Online expansion pass next week. And it will have online play with friends. So you won't just yes. have to play locally. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish up, finish up. I was gonna say, like, this, this game, Stadium, was my jam. Back in the day, like I got my N64 with Pokemon Stadium 2, I think, because it was a bundle, and my mom won a contest, which shows us how much she loved it. <laughs> she won a hundred dollar gift card, and instead of buying it on herself, she bought me an N64. So oh, that's nice of her. It, best mom ever. Even though I'm trying to go on a diet, and she keeps giving me sweets. I kid you not. <laughs> I went over the other day, and she goes, "Here, Todd, have some cake. Here, Todd, have these bags of donuts that I'm not gonna eat. Here, Todd, have these blueberry muffins, which totally went bad in like a day. I don't know why that keeps happening to me, but it did. So anyway, yeah, I'm not getting thinner anytime soon. But uh, <laughs> I remember getting the Pokemon Stadium. No, it was, I think it was original Pokemon Stadium. Sorry, it was original Pokemon Stadium. But even with my best friend Tyler at the time. I would go over to his house and we would like play stadium like all day. Mm -hmm. we, we would just do battles after battles, and we would we would even play fair. We when we would do like the one v one matchups, we would have we would have someone pick the teams, and then we would block out the screen so that they couldn't see the p squads we picked because there's no hiding who you picked in that game. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. yeah. And so we, like, we, we blocked the screen so that they could not see who we picked, and so we had a fair fight. Like, and I remember like doing like doing the mini games, doing the gym battles or the gym trader fights and like this was everything i mean this was the time where we didn't care that we didn't have a, a mainline game on the console we had pokemon stadium yeah i remember awesome. i remember back in the day when we got uh, my, my family got the n64 and i actually bought two copies one for me and one for my brother to get uh yeah for their own thing and remember that exp um expansion expansion pack or like the extension pack when yeah, putting your game <laughs> yeah putting your game into the um 
in, into the game and i remember like actually buying the japanese version one time ago as well and yeah as you said uh todd just like the mini games and of course like going with the elite four that that's rick victory road and of course naturally it's just like all, all those good classic times and like the fact it's coming to the expansion pack uh Nintendo Switch online spec expansion pack is just like, yeah, great. This probably made me push, maybe push me to actually get the expansion pack. But yeah, like I'm just glad that people can now play uh, Pokemon Stadium, which is revered as one of the top grade Pokemon games out there. Yeah, and, and just play, play the fun, the play sushi game of the tongue. That is my jam. <laughs> Sushi game or the Ekans game. <laughs> oh my god, the Ekans. Or oh, oh, like, oh, even the worst one, Metapod. That Metapod. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like, is that also the one with the Magikarp splash? <laughs> like, I, I'm I'm sorry, but these ga- like that game still holds up. I mean, you, you could see how old the graphics are, but if I had the expansion pack, I would totally play Stadium, like just <laughs> to get like the nostalgia. Like this would be a game where I would revel in the nostalgia of it all. Mm, and yeah, like remember the drowsy minigame pendulum? Oh my god, I, I hated <laughs> that, that one. one. The one I hated the most was the Jigglypuff one. Oh, Jigglypuff uh, memory game. Yeah, just do like twenty steps the by the end of it. Yeah, the Clefairy. Or Clefairy, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's the coming next week. Um, just go go relive the nostalgia, okay? <laughs> I mean, seriously, I don't I don't even know if we'll get Pokemon Stadium too. I mean, I'm sure we will, but hoping, you know. yeah, hoping, hoping. So I'm I'm excited for that one, even though I don't. I'm excited. I don't even have the expansion pack. So there you go. Hmm. All right, now, this one is a very special news piece for you all because there is a sale going on right now on the nintendo eShop, and it's for all the persona titles yes yes so persona 5 royal persona 4 golden and persona 3 portable are all on sale right now on the eShop. persona 5 is available for 41 dollars and 4 and 3 are available for 16 (laughs) so this is uh this will be going on till the 17th so you have a little time but uh, save yourself a few bucks. Why not? It, I, I again, if you haven't bought Persona games on Steam or wait now, by all means, this is a very good sale. Like Persona Three, dated, sure, but it's definitely one of the great games, best story. And Persona Four is just overall good. And of course, naturally, Persona Five is Persona Five. Get it? And of course, <laughs> if you want to get also prepare for the upcoming uh uh what was it um the Persona Mobile game Persona Five X yeah Persona Five X yeah then probably there's a get persona 5 royals <laughs> by, by all means if you haven't played persona games yet by all means do yourself a favor and buy a persona game e- anyone at all and you enjoy yourself yeah yeah it is a fantastic series yeah so I- i'm definitely gonna partake in the sale just if for no other reason just to, you know get a get a few dollars but or sorry, save a few dollars but uh yeah even though i definitely won't be able to play it for a long time because I'm gonna be so busy <laughs> and these games take forever. Like seriously, I didn't realize the commitment <laughs> that I would need to have for Persona 5 Royal. I got the game at Christmas. My next game was not until Fire Emblem Engage at the end of January. <laughs> and I did not get done. Okay? I did I I didn't I didn't get it done in time, so I had to pause like right near the end, and then I beat Engage, and then went back to Persona, so I could beat it before uh, uh Octopath Traveler too. So, like, whew. I mean, in comparison, Persona Three Portable is not not as big, thankfully, but there is unless you want to go for the 
completionist route of doing two routes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They go to the... Um... Oh right, it's not, it's not Fez. It doesn't have the answer, but there is the the male and female route, right? Yeah, right. yeah, male and female route. So it doesn't have like the extended extra at the end, like say Golden or Royal does, but it does have a whole completely different route that changes a bit of the story. By all means, Atlas, please bring remake Fez already. <laughs> yeah. So again, if you haven't gotten a chance to get the Persona games on Switch and you've been waiting for a sale, this is a good one, especially for Persona Five Royal because they they take like nineteen bucks off of it. So. Don't mess Which out. is solid because it also includes like all the DLC with it too. Oh yeah, uh, I, I I got the DLC, the uh, everything with it. So go and enjoy it. Okay. Just remember, if you buy for Persona Five Royal, prepare to spend a hundred hours in it, <laughs> if not more, at least. At least. Mine was one hundred and ten, but I also, you know, I I made sure to try to do everything I could for like the relationships and everything. So anyway, next up we have Fire Boom Engage, and we're mentioning this one because the story. Sorry, Story of DLC's Fell Xenolog is out right now. So this is the, Ooh. I guess you want to call it Mirror Dimension story. Um, the Mirrorverse, where uh, <laughs> you, you go to a new version of your world where uh, all your allies are enemies, all your enemies are allies, and you're trying to save it because their divine dragon has died. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> You'll do. We don't have our divine dragon. We're just gonna steal one from another world. You know that that hasn't you know happened in other multiversal stories at all. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, like from what, what I've also seen as well, if you have indeed finished up the the foes, you know, like you also get two extra characters as well as two character classes you can play in the main game. So very uh, akin to the Ashen Wolf DLC. So if you want like something more to complement to your main game, uh, if you haven't finished it up yet, like myself, then perhaps the DLC <laughs> to get wait, for wait, you. Wait, Will, you haven't finished the game? What? <laughs> Dude, come on. I'm, I'm basically Iago when I'm not finishing up games now. I'm still trying to get through freaking um, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and 2. So, yeah, don't, don't, you, you don't expect anything from me, dear host. Oh, oh, trust me, Will. I don't expect anything from you. Burn! <laughs> Burn! So, yeah. Uh, go get that out right now if you have the DLC. I personally don't have it yet, but I might. Just depends on uh, how I'm feeling before I get to. Advanced Wars and uh, Jedi Survivor. We shall see. All right, this next one is not strictly Nintendo, but it's appropriate given the week we have had. Legendary Pictures, which is behind many famous movie franchises, has bought the rights to make a Street Fighter movie, and it has been confirmed it will be a live-action Street Fighter movie. Here we go. Again. <laughs> again. Again. This is going to be the third. You know, I just hope that if they do try, they just go all out for camp. Like, don't even try to make it serious. <laughs> no, I disagree. I disagree. And this is before your time. And I mean, in the nice way. Uh, so, I, because this was before the boom. All right, this is before the big, you know, successful boom of the video game adaptations. And I'm like, I didn't, I didn't understand how they could screw up Street Fighter. And mm. and this is from a guy who is not the biggest Street Fighter fan. I do not know all the lore. I do not know all the characters and everything. I, if you put up the lineup, I can only mention probably about a dozen of them just because they're the classic characters like Ihanda Scott, you know, Dan Hideki, you know, so on and so forth, Blanca. But uh, I'm like, how do you screw up Street Fighter? Like, how? And so I'm like, well, Todd, how do you, you know, what would you do? I'm like, okay, fine, give me five seconds. So here's the plot that I would have in my Street Fighter movie. It would start out 
with Ryu because obviously, right? Duh. Duh. <laughs> like, there, there's your first thing. Like, don't make it about Guile like they did with Jean-Claude Van Damme. All right. I mean, yes, that's Jean-Claude, but, you know, Van Damme. Gosh dang it. Like, come on. Uh, that was a joke. Laugh, dang you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so you start with Ryu and he's just doing his regular street fighting thing. And then enter Ken, who, you know, we reconnects with him. And through him, we get the backstory about, you know, how they're both trained about Goken and that Ryu is still trying to find who killed him because they don't know about uh, Akuma just yet. And that's when Ken drops the, the plot, basically. He says, look, I've been doing some research on my own. And there's this thing called the World Warrior Tournament coming up. It's a place where we can, you know, test our skills, show off that, you know, we were trained by the best master. But the rumor is the winner will get a request, whatever they want. And they also, he'll also mention, like, you know, we can interview other fighters, see if they recognize the symbol that they found over Goken's body, reference to the comics and such. And so they'll they'll start the tournament, and they'll, they'll tear through the, the the beginning phases, including Ken just totally KOing Danny Beaky into the ceiling. <laughs> I just, I literally have the picture. It's, you know, uh, Ken's about to do like one of the qualifying rounds, and Dan is there. He calls him out, and Ken just loses it, and uh, Hadu, uh, 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 Shoryu Ken's him into the ceiling. It's it's just going to be a beautiful moment. But uh, eventually, they get approached by Guile, who tells them the truth about the tournament and that it's being run by the Shadow Loot organization, and of course, M. Bison, and that the rumor that Ken heard was true because. And Bison is using the tournament as a recruitment drive. He's trying to find fighters who will help him, you know, take over the world in Shadowloo. And so they basically, Ken and Ryu basically go undercover to, along with some of the other street fighters like uh, Chun Li and E Honda and Kami White. Uh, and they're trying to win the tournament so they can get close to M Bison. Sure enough, Ryu wins after going Satsumi no Hado on Sagat, you know, call back to the game and animation. And he'll meet M Bison. Who tells him the truth about Akuma is like, yeah, I know that symbol. That's Akuma. He's a, he's a, he's an animal. Another reference to the games. Um, you know, why would you want to fight him? It's like he killed my master. And then of course that's when Guile comes in. They try and fight Shadowloo. And they beat M Bison. He gets locked away. And then at the end credit sequence, we'll see M Bison locked up, and Akuma approaches him, and he goes, "Listen, we've agreed to stay away from each other, but you should know this kid named Ryu is coming after you." And he goes. Thanks. And then he does, you know, Raging Demon on him, and that's at the end of the movie. <laughs> so, it's all about the fights. The plot is loose, but it's there. It builds up for the second movie, which would be Ryu versus Akuma, and you show off the Street Fighters doing their thing. It's that simple! I described the whole movie in five minutes, and it's really good! <laughs> this is where you praise me, Scott. <laughs> I mean, well, doesn't that sound... Good job. <laughs> I have to visualize it. <laughs> okay. Okay, but uh, jokes aside, and no, my script wasn't a joke. I would totally write that. But uh, this is absolute. I'm not gonna say this is the breaking point, but this could be the test. Yeah. Like if they screw this up with the effects they have, with the love of great action movies that are out today through like John Wick and Atomic Blonde, and even some of the James Bond movies in recent days with Daniel Craig, you know, with the love of action that we have. And the fight choreographers that are out there. Oh, Arrowverse. Great great action season there, especially with Arrow. Yeah. Um, if they <laughs> screw this up, then that's the test. Because <laughs> Mario, let's be honest here. No matter what Mario was or wasn't, it had the nostalgia factor. It's Mario. Same with Sonic. It's Sonic. And once they changed the, the character model for Sonic, it had a good chance of doing well. And it did. You know? 
this is the test, though, because this is a live-action fighting game movie. Like, Mortal Kombat's different. Mortal Kombat's already had a, a successful movie, and the HBO Max thing wasn't even about the theaters, if, you're being, if we're being honest here. Yeah. But this is the test. Mm-mm-mm. If they can make this work, then we're probably in the clear until the next big screw-up. But if they fail, then that's the third failed movie of this franchise. Third! Yeah, like... It- the fact that we even had like not too long ago the um, the recent uh, Mortal Kombat uh, film like I literally just talked about that yeah yeah <laughs> just like recently yeah recently it's just like that use that example as like again it's a prime example of doing a fighting a game series movie well and yeah like okay you have all these examples like sure you can't screw this up right and now yeah, the there's always a way like and te- <laughs> the technology way will come on you know this. <laughs> Yes, yes, and again, the technology, we, it's been so long since back with that original film all those years ago, we didn't have the technology back then, and now with these, I had CGI effects and, like, the, the, the glam and all of that, like, you better do so, and of course, by all, all means, I said, even though we had all those, like, cheesy gaming adaptations from Tomb Raider to Blood Rain and all that, like, listen to the fans <laughs> like how hard is it to listen to the fans like oh but the director we know have our own we, we we respect the games we and we have our own ideas no don't just stick to the source material and you'll be fine yeah and, and the reason i was i was disagreeing with you earlier scott was because i feel that they can make this a serious movie without going full camp and a great example for me is with chun lee because one of the subplots here is that she wants to go after M. Bison for killing her father, you know, reference to the war. And, uh, in it, and this, this I learned from Death Battle. Her accomplishments in the game are actually not impressive. Like, yeah. She never gets far in the tournaments. Her high, as Death Battle noted, her highest award was sixth place in a shooting competition. <laughs> okay. And yet she's called the strongest woman in the world. So one thing I would have in the in the movie is in the uh, the round of eight she would go up against vega which is of course a reference to the uh, second street fighter movie which we all know why everyone remembers that movie best animation best yeah. animation <laughs> right animation that's why you liked it um but i would have her you know have a, like a drag him out beat down brawl with vega and she wins through you know guts and grit alone and then you know that's when the announcer will say, you know, here she is, the strongest woman in the world, Chun Li. You know, like that would be a meaningful moment because she's the last woman standing. She's gotten to the final four, where she will eventually lose to Rio in my version. But uh she's proven it. She's it's not just a title. She is the strongest woman in the world. Yeah. She's kicked Vegas butt. And that's what I would want here. And there I also have a subplot with Cammy accidentally going out in the first round despite being a freaking assassin. She loses to Zangief, just for the record, in my version. And you know, Ken helping her work through that so that she can you know, get her redemption in the final battle with the Shadowloo. There's ways to make it serious while still having fun having these epic fight scenes. And that's why I think Legendary should do here. So. Yeah, I can see that. Thank you. See, this is why I'm the host, because you, you, you should see it my way more often. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I do wish you all the luck in the world, Legendary. Please don't screw this up. Please. And if you do, by all means, we have no faith in you. Yeah. <laughs> Stop buying gaming properties to make movies of then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and finally, Kirby in the Forgotten Land, where the team was talking with IGM about the game. 
uh, which the franchise just cer- celebrated its 30th anniversary, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Last, I thought that was last year. I really did. It doesn't matter. But yeah. um, uh, they noted that for them, this game was their Breath of the Wild. Which I know <laughs> sounds odd, but <laughs> he goes, quote, if we're talking about the Breath of the Wild perhaps did for a Zelda series and that it was a revolution, revolutionized and revolutionized the series, I think Kirby and the Forgotten Land was that kind of a turning point for us. I think you consider it as a first step in our kind of ongoing moving forward challenge of now also creating 3D Kirby games, end quote. And I totally get why they said that, because while there were 3D Kirby games, even as far back as Crystal Chronicles, um, Crystal Chronicles, Crystal Shards. Crystal Bear, yeah, Crystal Shards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Crystal Shards, like Crystal Chronicles is Final Fantasy. Um, Crystal Shards, you know, that was 3D and a 2D plane. Like, yeah. you could see him in 3D, but he was moving left to right. And they even talked about how they had to work hard to make it look like Kirby was actually moving because of his actual round shape makes it hard for that perspective. <laughs> so they Makes sense. <laughs> it's, I, I, never, I never thought about it like that. I really didn't. But <coughs> they made it work. And now they have the base plate to make it bigger. Forgotten Land was great. I love Forgotten Land. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if this is their Breath of the Wild, awesome. And then much like with Tears of the Kingdom, you take that, you say, how can we make it better? And you roll with it. So... I wish him luck. I wish him luck. All right. So here we are in our main event. And we were actually struggling, ladies and gentlemen, to talk about um, what we could do in this main event because there wasn't really a topic this week that really shouted, you know, we need to talk about this. And then I thought about the future of Nintendo movies because more than likely, based on all the projections and estimations of what the Mario movie is going to do this weekend, this five-day weekend, um, we're going to either get a sequel or we're going to get a spinoff. Or, or Nintendo is just going to say, hey, we're, we want to do something else. And uh, Miyamoto and uh, Chris Morani or whatever his name was with the firm Illumination, they said they would not comment on the next movie, but they hinted that they are going to keep partnering together. So instead of talking about what movies they should do, because we actually have done that in the past, let's go to the real heart of the issue and let's talk about who should voice the characters <laughs> in future movies because this is something that will make or break the movies that they, that may come so gentlemen let's be movie makers all right so i'm gonna just make this a carte blanche kind of thing it could be mario characters it could be zelda characters it could be donkey kong characters it could be metroid characters star fox pokemon uh, leave out pokemon because he right bed said pichu but uh, whoever you want to talk about, if they were to come into a Nintendo movie in some way, who would you want to voice them? And I have, I'll start off just to set the tone, because the big one for me, and I still maintain this, whether it be in 3D animation, 2D animation, or live action, I want a gosh dang Metroid movie. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Mean, this one is, I think, one of the easiest ones you can do. I think it's actually easier than Mario, because it's really just an action movie. It's the same as going through a planet, wiping out everything, getting loose lore, and then having epic boss fights. It doesn't get much simpler than that. Yep, yep, yep. Not really yep. too much story, but there is, you, if you want to explore it, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, but the question is, who do you have to voice Samus Aran? Because I would want her to talk more than usual here. You know, she does talk in a couple of the, the games, and that's fine. But I want her to talk 
if not to Adam, then just to herself, you know, the Chosa left us here, you know, why is that? You know, what are these space pirates up to? You know, that kind of thing. You know, right, right. It's a full action hero dialogue. So I have two options for you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I was going to make a joke here, but I'm just going to get to the serious hmm. Choice number one, Charlize Theron. Really? Okay. Okay, so first of all, already an action movie epic hero. Yeah. Okay. Uh... Hey, what was that? No, 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 no. I was like, yeah, I agree, I agree, I agree. That was not a, that was, was that, was that an I agree sound, Scott? It was like, that sounded yeah. very mixed. It, it, it sounded like, yeah. <laughs> okay, first of all, Atomic Blonde, great action movie. Number two, Furiosa. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Did you hear that, Scott? <laughs> what, what, what this guy today? But, uh, yeah. Fur- he, uh, he's still salty about aliens. Probably. <laughs> but no, come on, I agree. Come on, I'm not being that salty. So, she has the acting chops. She can absolutely d- deliver an epic, you know, female action hero voice. And I think, and her name, oh, and kind of go along the line of what they were doing with the Mario movie, her status as an actress carries weight. So they go, oh, okay, Metroid, whatever. Oh, it's Charlize Theron, it's Samus. Okay, you know, I like Charlize Theron. It would be that kind of a thing. And but unlike Chris Pratt, I know she can deliver. Hi, Faith. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Faith didn't be here tonight if you couldn't tell. She would not stand for this Chris Pratt blasphemy, as she would call it. Um, the second choice, and I know this is a bit bolder, and I mean that because of uh, a certain role that she has. How about Amelia Clark? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Could be okay. Let's, let's, yeah, yeah. let's bring Khaleesi into this, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Let's have her be Samus because we know she can deliver speeches with weight. She can do monologues. She can burn down an entire city, even though she didn't need to, because it totally defeated the purpose of the first seven seasons of a series that she was a part of. That I really don't know about that, even though they totally portrayed the character. <gasps> okay. <laughs> so, very, very bitter about Game of Thrones. Uh, hashtag Daenerys is her better. Um, but she's another one where. You know, we know she has the acting chops, especially because of Game of Thrones, seasons one through seven. <coughs> and she could deliver the weight. Her name carries weight. And I just think she could deliver. I absolutely think she could deliver. So if, 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 if with, with this one, I absolutely feel like they need to have this one. Okay. I know Will would be like, but, you know, there's so many great anime voice actresses out there. And I totally agree. And there are so many that could do this role, like Jennifer Hale. Didn't Jennifer Hill already do Samus? She is Samus. Yes. <laughs> That's what I thought. But like, but I mean, being honest, outside the voicing community, who knows who Jennifer Hale is? And I, I don't want that to be a factor in why the movie would fail. Which I understand that's, you know, kind of the reason they did Chris Pratt and such, but they could have picked other people besides Chris Pratt. Not the least of which, it's Charles Martinet! <laughs> so, but with, with Charlie Theron or Amelia Clark, I think that they have a chance to not just draw on their acting skills, which I know they have, but draw on their name value in a meaningful way and say, like, this is a movie you want to watch because these ladies are going to deliver an epic performance, an epic action movie that is Metroid. So. Hmm. Because, like, uh, adding to the list of what you already yeah, like aside from those two, like that was actually, I mean, this would be maybe an interest, an odd choice in my opinion, but I, I would probably argue with Angelina Jolie. No, 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 keep her away. Really? <laughs> you saw what she did in Eternals, hashtag nothing. All right. And I, with everything that's going on with her and Brad Pitt and her father, I want nothing to do with Angelina. I want to keep her away from my Nintendo movie. All right. Hmm. Also, I, I mean, could she do it? 
fine, sure, but I think there's better candidates than Julie. So, mm. Say, help me out here, Scott. There probably is. Um, I was actually thinking of one actually for Samus too. Go ahead. Which was uh Evan Rachel Wood. Evan Rachel, I know that name. Give me a give me a, give me a <clears throat> credits list. So I. Uh, I guess it depends on if you've seen the Weird Al movie. She's Madonna. <laughs> oh, <now. laughs> okay. She, she's also been in Westworld. Yes. And uh, she's in Frozen. Dang. Frozen. Yeah. 2. Frozen Two. Frozen Two. There's a, there's a difference. There's Frozen <laughs> there is. and there's Frozen Two. But yes. Uh, oh yeah, she's got. I'm, I'm looking up her. Uh, oh, she was Dolores. That's right. I thought that was her. So yeah, she's great. Yeah. yeah. Westworld was great, you know, before it got canceled. <laughs> but I, I was mainly thinking about her because of, uh, I don't know if you remember an old uh, 2000s movie called Battle for Terra. She was one of the ca main characters of that movie. Battle for, I, that sounds familiar. I don't know if I watched it, but it does sound familiar. It's a big sci-fi, like, uh, alien movie, too, so... That's one of the things that was kind of just like, I guess, resonating with me with also having like Samus in space. So, all right, all right, that's a, I like that pick. That's a good pick. All right, a any other characters you want to mention, Scott? I just want Dan Green to play somebody. I was thinking of Dan Green, Meta Knight. Dan Green? <laughs> yes. Okay, hold on. I got this. I gotta look up. Uh. Okay. Yeah, he's done. He's. Oh, that's Yugi. Yes. Uh, the Pharaoh. That's him. Whatever you want to call him. Oh, yeah, he's got a great voice. Oh, yes. oh yeah, 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 yeah. He was also the voice of Knuckles in Sonic X. Yes. So. Okay, who would you want? Who would you want? Uh, are you thinking like having him do the Pharaoh voice? Uh, like, yeah, probably a mix of a Pharaoh voice okay. and maybe even like deeper if you can. Deeper. Because <laughs> hmm. I just think that'd be a gr a great Meta Knight. <clears throat> Oh, yeah. I mean, I compared to the like the performance of Eric Stewart, who, who voiced in Meta Knight prior, and again, he was Kaiba. Like, yeah. yeah, he would probably be an interesting Meta Knight, to say at least. I mean, I would like to hear more of like the darker brooding, like we know in Brawl and Ultimate, aside from like that uh, Hispanic one that we hear in the back, right back at you. Right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay, that, that'd be an interesting one. I mean, that, again, there, there is absolutely... Uh, there is absolutely a place for voice actors in these video game movies, which has already been proven in Sonic 2 when they brought uh, Colleen O'Shaughnessy, right? That was her yeah, name? yeah, Colleen, yes, yeah, Colleen yes. who's yeah, who is Tails? Who is yeah, Tails? Tails. Tails. <laughs> and they brought her in to be Tails. I mean, sure, they didn't do that with Sonic or Knuckles, including Dan Green, who again played Knuckles in Sonic X. <laughs> so, you know, there is a balance that you can have here to deliver the character feeling versus you know having the quote-unquote a-list talent so uh i mean did we need urge Selba as knuckles you know no but it worked out in this, in no the, in but the it favor. worked out much better than i was expecting yeah. <laughs> I, i'm aware of the effect i have on that that's Look pretty much like the sonic movies in general for me is just like i wasn't sure what to think of the voice actors until like you they actually them. came out to hear it, and it's just like, okay, yeah, I, I hear everything about this now. And again, I like, I, st I still remember the part, like, yeah, it just, I did not want to make Knuckles hot. Nope, you, you <laughs> made him hot. <laughs> he sounds hot, and that's the thing that matters, okay? Exactly. I'll, also, Will, I'll actually, I'll give you a, hmm? I'll give you a, a freebie, because he's like, you wanted Angelina Jolie and as 
Metroid. Screw that. Have Angelina Jolie as Rouge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can do that one. That one I would allow her to do because I, I don't have, I, I, unlike Tyler, do not have that much of a Sonic connection that I would, you know, debate that. But she could totally pull off a Sultry Rouge. And oh, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, we, get, we definitely got to tell the story. So um... when, when I posted the Rotten Tomatoes thing on our Discord, and I was I was reveling in it because uh you know it was not a good score. <laughs> Guess who shows up in our chat? Ah yes, <laughs> coming from the void. Yes, yes. Tyler shows up out of nowhere and just says Sonic is greater than Mario, and then he leaves. <laughs> That's it. That's all, and gone. Like he said, Lewis says it. Sonic is better than Mario once again. We did it, and he's gone. He's, he's out of there. He knew his purpose was to come in and bash Mario. He did it. He left. That or just play post anything Sonic related. <laughs> just, like, like, a, like a trap cheese and like, he will come scurrying along. <laughs> it's just, it was so Tyler. Because I was just like, oh, here's the here's the, the Mario reviews. It's doing terrible in the critic's eye. And then we, we actually looked up what Sonic was in comparison to Mario. And in case you're curious. The first Sonic movie was 64% critics, 93% uh, audience score at the 10,000 mark. So critic-wise, it was already doing better than Mario. And then audience-wise, it's uh, Mario's down to like 95 right now, so it's not that much of a difference. Yeah. So, like, yeah, Sonic already did better. And then Sonic 2 was at... Um, <laughs> yeah. A number. It was, it was at a number. <laughs> Noise. That it was a, it was a number that if you flipped it upside down and reversed it, it would look like this a different number if you get my drift. So it's one less than seventy. Okay. So yeah, and like again, Tyler just drops in, drops his disc, and then leaves. Like that's so Tyler. So. <laughs> I... All right. So uh, I I, I want to throw out a movie out there. If they were to do a Star Fox movie. Okay. Who would we have for the Star Fox crew? Let's just limit it to Fox, Peppy, Falco, and Slippy. I mean, like, like going basing off from the the animated feature back many e three years ago. Like again, Joe Zega, who did Fox originally in that animated short, was like, I feel that was great. And I think he was also in the games for um, Zero and Guard as well. So, like, yeah, it's Joe Zega. If you can't, don't remember him, he voices Claude in Three Houses, and it's mm, just, gotcha. like, it, that's a good voice. I like that. That's mm -hmm. a good voice. Right. So, I mean, if there's anybody else that can probably do a good Fox McCloud, huh? It's I don't know. Like, who would you expect something who voices a, a, a Lupin? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of Idris Elba as Falco. Oh, I was actually. Oh, I, I can see that. Yeah, I was, I, I was gonna go close to that. I was gonna say, uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Or, that works. Or, yeah. Or have him as General Pepper. Oh yes, yes. He's like, we need you, Fox. You know, have him go like Fisher King and John Wick. Hail to the king, baby. So, but I. Uh, oh my gosh, what if we got Keanu? <laughs> Fox to barrel. Or Peppy, or or heck, just have Keanu do all the characters. <laughs> Every, everyone is Keanu Reeves. So, Fox Cloud, Keanu as Fox the Cloud. Keanu Reeves as Falco Lombardi. Keanu Reeves as Slippy Toad. Like just have him have him do range. 
Uh, oh, let's see. Who could... Oh, I know. Well, this this one's obvious because we know he can do real wrong. F Falco Lombardi, Pedro Pascal. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> do yeah. It. It's like you you know nothing of air wing fighting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can never see Pedro as Falco. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I don't. Think, I don't think he has, and this is not an insult. He's not light enough to be Fox. Like, no. No, yeah, no, 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 no. I feel like Fox needs to have at least close to the video game tone. And he's like the, you know, I'll do my best, you know, it's like something like that. And so, but with Falco, he can, he could go into like his Joel or uh Mandalorian. Like, <laughs> I don't need to, I, I was like, Slippy, would you hurry up? <laughs> like he can do the snarky tone. Definitely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yes. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's think of, I want, I definitely want to see where we go with this one. We need an actor for Slippy Toad. And they need to be, and I want them to be an annoying person. The only one that can probably, I think, can do an annoying person, and the, the yeah, this is probably going to be a crazy choice, but I would probably argue that Sleepy Toad could be voiced by Gabriel Iglesias. What? <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, the reason I say that, because wow. as, Gabriel Iglesias can do many voices. And if you want to go for something annoying, like for Slippy, I think he could work. Like wow, that's a choice. That, that is that is not on like the top ten. I was thinking, wow. but Can yeah, I could see it. <laughs> Hold on, actually, let me look him up really quick. I, I think I might be getting him. Yeah, that's what I thought. The comedian dude. Fluffy. Yeah. Yeah. Like okay, that's that's definitely a choice. <laughs> that's a choice. <laughs> choice. Um. Oh. Okay. How about if we're gonna do annoying? That we, we there, there's the obvious choice, Pete Davidson. <laughs> it's right there. Uh... So annoying, and he he would like play this passive, like aloof, slippy, or whatever, or uh, or hey, if we want to do like uh, also annoying, how about Kel Mitchell? Kel Mitchell. Kel Mitchell. <laughs> Welcome really? to Star Fox. Home of the Star Fox. Can I take your order? <laughs> and hey, 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 for the record, Keenan and Kel was what I grew up on. All that was what I grew up on. He, but he could do that annoying voice, like Good Burger. You know, he could do like <laughs> Good Burger as Slippy. I mean, that would be an interesting take on Slippy if anything yeah. else. I mean, it's like, come on, Fox, we gotta go. He's like blast <laughs> off, and then of course he gets hit, and Pedro's like, oh, there goes Slippy again. He's going to get blasted. And <laughs> okay, so let's see. Okay, so uh, who who did we have for Fox? Who did we have for Fox? Did we pick anybody? Uh, we didn't really pick anyone. Uh, I don't know if okay, we we'll come back to him. anyone. We'll come, back, we'll come back to him. So we got Pedro Pascal or Urgis Elber for Falco. We got Kel Mitchell for <laughs> Flippy. I got a bold choice for Peppy Hair. This one is me fanboying a little bit. Mark Hamill. Oh, oh. I was actually thinking of Mark Hamill. <laughs> it's, it's perfect because he could do like that, you know, you know I don't want to say the sequels trilogy Mark Hamill, but sequels trilogy Mark Hamill has got the more like raspy Luke Luke voice and uh, Fox do a barrel roll. He, he would go Joker, <laughs> so not be a Joker voice, peppy hair. Although, could you imagine Fox do a barrel roll? Thank you, barrel roll. So, but like I want like a Luke Skywalker, you know, older Luke Skywalker kind of thing for peppy hair. Be the mentor and whatever you know. Let Mark Hamill have some fun because he he is a list actor, voice actor. Yes, he is, I am sure. he, he is by far the best by... of both worlds. You can say he's such a joker. <laughs> 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 it's 
So, but yes, that, I think that's a good choice for Peppy. So, and, and like, let's be honest. I mean, we we only know Peppy's voice because Duo Barrel. Duo Barrel. Man. Yeah. 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 Because anything, any time else you hear Peppy, it's there's someone always like on his back or something. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, we gotta pick out someone for Fox. I mean, who has that again? Like, it feels like an action hero voice, but it's it's light in tone. Um, dang, I don't, I don't know. I mean, who would be a person that's like, yeah, like has that heroic tone, like? That would would lead a band of mercenaries, aside from a certain Chris Pratt. <laughs> no, I, I've got to. No, no, We're not having Chris Pratt Fox. <laughs> We're not having Chris Pratt Fox. It's like, come on, Star Fox, we gotta get out of here. Like, ugh, shut up. <laughs> he would he would be like, I'm going to do the most evolved Fox voice ever, and it's just his voice again. Like, stop it. Um, and, and I'll open it What if here. we get Jack Black as Fox? No. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. As much as I love Jack Black, he just, that tone of his. I, like... I want it to be serious. And, like, again, with, with like, with Kel Mitchell was as Slippy, I, I, that's, their, that's your comedy. You know, like, mm-hmm. we, we, this Fox needs to be serious. Fox is a serious character. Um, ooh, this is a tough one. And I'll open it up. This could be, like, voice actor, actor, all right? Like Fox, I think you can flirt with him just being like a, an established voice actor. So I was actually okay. Let me. Um, let me I wonder if he could do like uh, is it Yuri Lowenthal? Ooh, Yuri oh, Lowenthal, really? Hmm. Yuri. I mean, yeah. he's established. He's established. So I, 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 yeah. I mean, he has. He definitely has the right tone. I mean, but I. W- he can do that. He he definitely can do a he good. Do that. Um, he, I mean, he would. He would have to be. It could. It couldn't be like Spider Man. No, it'd be different than Spider-Man. It would have to be like an older Spider-Man, but, you know, it could. Or how about, this is a bold choice, Christopher Sabat. Sabat? (laughs) Really? Like, you do like a, like, soft-spoken All Might, but with just a little more flair. You know, not not like, I am here! Not that that All Might, but like, depowered All Might. When he's talking to Deku, like that soft, like, fatherly voice. Take that, but add just a little flair into it, and I think he could have it. You know, just saying. Yeah. There are options here. There are options. Also, I just realized we can't have Urgis Elba be Falco. We need, uh, we need him to be Wolf. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Can't uh, let you yeah, do yeah. That okay. You <laughs> can't let you do that. <laughs> it's like I am effectively. I'm aware of the fact I have all women. After all, I have Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the dumbest thing ever. Like, oh, she totally betrays Fox to go to Wolf because. Panthers there? Like really? Like whatever. Star Fox assault was weird. Okay, the branching storylines. Star Fox <laughs> command, you mean? Yeah, sorry, command. My bad, command. Assault was it was the one he actually joined up with Fox, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Star, Star Fox command was weird. Um, also, Slippy gets married in that one. Like, actually, okay. does get a girlfriend? Yes, yeah, he does. He does. That is that is a thing that happens. Yeah, and then uh, my personal favorite, after uh, Wolf it, Star Wolf steals the credit for saving the universe, Falco's like, "Dude, let's just ditch Star Fox and let's go be racing circuit dudes." And he totally does it, and they become like Grand Prix champions. It's like you went from saving the galaxy, the Lilat system, to race cars. Okay. Me 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 me. Yeah. All right. Well, last one, and this is this is a serious question. If they do a Legend of Zelda movie, do they have Link talk? No. No. 
Nah. No. Right. <laughs> I agree, but that's why they do need to have a voice actor because they gotta do the yah yah yahs and stuff. Yeah, they still have to have. So there is only one voice actor that I would trust to have like no real speaking roles, but to do like action e noises. It's Chris Pratt. There you go. <laughs> That's right. You don't get to talk, Pratt. You make noises, and that's it. And anyone can make those noises. And they can even augment your voice to make it so it doesn't sound like you. So there's your dream role, Chris Pratt. You're late, and you say nothing. <laughs> Suck it. Bill gets top billing. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, let's still get top billing, but it'll be like a it'll be like a trap because everyone will be waiting to hear his link voice, and they'll never hear it. They no. never hear it, and there's your, there's your, and he'll get paid millions, and I won't care because it won't save <laughs> You're welcome, Nintendo. You're welcome. Okay, seriously though, uh, who if they were to do a Zelda movie, who would be Zelda? Like I'm talking adult <clears throat> Zelda, like like Twilight Princess, Breath of the Wild, uh, seven years later, Ocarina of Time, Zelda. Like who we got? Hmm. I, I, I definitely think we... I feel like this one should be like an A-list actress because there are so many that could deliver this role. Hmm. Mm, choices, choices. Here, I got an idea. I'm just going to Google A-list actresses. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I didn't like time it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking myself. actresses. Okay. Um, Scarlett Johansson. No. Nah. Jennifer Lawrence? Maybe. Maybe. Natalie Portman. Do we trust her enough? I mean, after, yeah. after Love and Thunder? I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> Emily Blunt. Maybe. 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 I mean, she, she, we know she's done some good stuff. Like she's done some yeah. Um, Halle Berry. I mean, can you go wrong with Halle? <laughs> I'm just saying... I mean, I think she could probably do a good Orbosa and it profit a while if we could go to that. Excellent choice. Um, Jessica Chastain. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm just saying, like, don't, ignore her role in the X-Men movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Uh, ooh, okay. This is for you Harry Potter fans. Emma Watson. Cool, yeah, 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 yeah. I could see her. I could see her as a... What about Emma Stone? Emma Stone, yeah. She she actually was not too far off the list of what I'm looking on. Um, <laughs> I could see that, you know. I do think it should be like a somewhat youthful actress, you know, try and, you know, the regal yet, you know, youthful sounding. So I think either Emma would do there. Um, hmm. <laughs> Drew Barrymore, no. Uh, Mar Margot Robay? Maybe? Maybe. 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 Uh, okay, I think we... Oh, Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sure, she was the one. She, could she act? Yes, but if we're being honest, she's dead to me. Hi-oh! <laughs> no. I think, here's the thing. All joking aside, there are A-list actors and actresses that could totally do some of these roles. I really have no doubt with that. I was serious about my, my Samus picks with Emilia Clark and Charlize Theron, and uh, some of the, my picks for the Star Fox crew and such. But there needs to be a respect here between the voice actors who do this all the gosh dang time. 
Like I loved yeah. your, I loved your suggestion of Yuri, Yuri Lowenthal for Fox. Like that was a great pick. I just I would want to make sure that you know Yuri used the right voice. But I know he could do it. Like once yeah. we, once we get the voice, I know he could do it. So, you know, I want there to be a respect and a balance here, and not just the the movie people to say, hey, who's the biggest A list actress or actor we can get for this movie to sell tickets. Sometimes you don't need that. I really don't mm. think they needed that for Mario. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. is Mario. All right. You only need one Mario, and that's Charles Martinet. You only need him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jack Black as Bowser could have been your biggest A-list star, and it would have sold. Period. Yeah. I mean, Kung Fu Panda proved it. He had three movies. They were all hits. He had the TV show. He wasn't in it. But, you know, they that was a whole universe because of Jack Black voicing a panda. Okay? <laughs> And now you have him as Bowser. That could have been it. That could have been your biggest A-lister and have Charles Martinet and, you know, some other voice actors and such for the other crew. And it would have been fine. I mean, they had Carrie Payton in, in there. I mean, come on. He's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. a super established voice actor. And he's yes. a penguin. <laughs> he's a penguin. <laughs> like, do you yield? <laughs> I do not. <laughs> you know, they, they, they had... They could have done so much more, and I think that they did a cop-out. So for the for whatever movies come next, whether it's Zelda, Star Fox, Metroid, Pikmin, Animal Crossing. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine? Oh, that? no. <laughs> they would totally do Crossing. Animal Crossing and do it like Despicable Me. Oh, who gets to be Tom Nook? No. Oh. <laughs> oh, boy. I know, I know who they should get. Are you ready? You're, you're, you're going to hate me for saying this. They should get Donald Trump. <laughs> oh my God! Okay, uh... Listen to me. You don't have enough bells. You know how I know this? Because I have all the bells. Okay, I know all about the bells, and the bells are everything. Okay, so you're gonna you're gonna lay these bells, and they're gonna pay me ten times back the bells. That's called capitalism. Okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> so evil. I'm so, like, how do you make Tom Nook more evil? You have Donald Trump voice him. <laughs> Oh my gosh! And then he paid Donald Trump in bells, <laughs> and he'll still be richer than he actually is. Oh! <laughs> so all I'm saying is Nintendo Illumination for whatever comes next. If you want to get an A-list actor or two, fine, but don't disrespect the voice actors who have been here all along—the ones who bust their butts to make animation and anime and various movies better because of their voices and not just their a their rankings in their names. Okay? Please, thank you. You're welcome. All right, and with that, we're ending this episode of the Nintendo Entertainment Podcast. Do you have ideas for who could voice certain characters in future Nintendo Illumination movies? And what ones do you want to come next? Let us know. Also, what did you think of the Super Mario Brothers movie, if you have seen it already? Are you going to enjoy Pokemon Stadium when it comes out on the Switch Online expansion pack next week? Are you going to partake of the Persona sale? And what are your hopes for the Street Fighter movie and should they just hire me to write it because my script is awesome you know what it is hire me <laughs> so so oh sorry let's know in the comments below so for Skullkit Scott Warrior I try for style ladies and gentlemen we are out of time we are not allies we made it to the end of the level so raise the flag